Hello everyone, this is David from In The Lap Of The Pods. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to mention that we had a few sound issues on this one, so it may not quite be at the standard of some of the previous ones. We may strive to give you the best quality we can, that sometimes is in varying degrees, but this one is just a little bit a uh, little bit hot. Certainly my mic is a little bit hot, and what I mean by that is a bit distorted. So when you record something like that, once it's recorded, there's not too much you can do about it other than try and filter out as much of that distortion as you can. So I have worked exceptionally hard to remove that as much of that noise as I can. And I think it's in a state that it's certainly presentable and hopefully is listenable for you. And the content in it, you know, certainly from the other guys, is absolutely great. And our guest, Rai, sounds absolutely fantastic. So that's the main thing. He's a great dude. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy the episode, but just, yeah, we, we strive for better, better quality. And we have recorded two more podcasts since this one that are hopefully meeting that criteria. All right, everyone, uh, enjoy the episode. Take care. Hi there, folks. It's Joe from In The Lap Of The Pods here. And I would like to dedicate this episode specifically to a friend of mine who passed away on April the 10th. Um, so this one goes out to you, Derek Hughes, also known as Husey. Rest in peace, my man. And welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods. Yep, you heard it right. Not in the Lap of the Pods. Uh, well, we are a Queen podcast, first and foremost, and, and we will remain so. But we do love lots of other music, as we are sure you do as well. So what we're doing is we're giving you two podcasts at the same time. The Queen podcast and also an additional podcast that discusses other music that is not Queen. You will still get your Queen podcast and another podcast about an, about other music, really. We still love Queen, and always will, so there's no mutiny here. If you don't fancy it, just wait on the Queen ones. Simple as that. We would, however, ask you to hang with it a wee bit and give it a try. You might learn something. I doubt it, but yeah. you might. If you like just listening to us talking shite, then you might actually enjoy it. There <laughs> you are, man. Right. So, um, and those two other voices you heard is obviously the other two thirds of the Lap Pods team. So, Paul and Joe. So, how are you boys doing? Great, man. Great. We haven't to go. We've had a wee break. We're, we're back. We're energized. Ready to do it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Energized. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Also on this episode, we have Rai from Sabbath Bloody Podcast joining us, and that'll make much more sense when we start discussing what this episode is about. So let's get Rai on the line just now. So hello, Rai. Hello, good sir. How's it going? Fantastic. Yourself? You guys keep it. Oh, I'm great. You know, got a can going here mid-afternoon. 
Good innocent oh. gun, good Scottish lager there. That's and the only Scottish one I can find in the LCBOs here. Ah, it was like this a fine choice. Fine choice. It and is, yeah. It's a little bit of a maltier lager, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Not as crisp as yeah. um, what I I lean towards, but I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good stuff, man. So, well, thanks for, for agreeing to join us. It's it's something we, we've taken a bit of a break from the, the normal uh, Lap Pods podcast, and uh, we've had a bit of time to think about things. And I think... Um, you know, we'll obviously continue to still do the Queen stuff. There's a few things that we still want to talk about, but we just got to scratch that itch with other music, and we're starting to get that. Sabbath especially, right? You just like... Yeah, so Sabbath, yeah. So we thought... Spin it into what you, what you initially wanted to do was a Sabbath podcast anyway. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we discovered yours and went, shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, it was yeah. all good. But uh, I think, um, yeah, so I think it just made sense to, to, to get you on it, right? Because, I mean... For, for lots of different reasons, especially the humanizer as well. I mean, we picked the humanizer mm-hmm. because oh, it's a very tenuous link to Queen, but it was produced by Reinhold Mack, who produced you know four and a half Queen albums um, right. as well. So there's a bit of a bit of a link there. I suppose Rockfield Studios is a bit of a link there as well. So we're getting really yeah. really tenuous yeah. now. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, Sabbath, uh, at least Brian May links, of course. Yeah, indeed. They kind of lead into this. Um, I think part of the reason that they picked uh, to do Rockfield and all that is because Iomi and May are mm. so tight, you know? Yeah. There's a definite bromance going on there. <laughs> no doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. I think, I mean, obviously we have listened to your podcast, right? So, right, you've covered the humanizer and on the Sabbath bloody podcast um, podcast. And, um, you know, you cover it very comprehensively. So you're, you're probably going over all ground here again, but I suppose it's a chance for you to, you know, find out if it's, anything's changed for you since then you know in terms of oh, how you, it you definitely know. has i mean part of the whole cycle that i did with uh sabbath bloody podcast which has kind of uh i kind of run through all the albums now and i'm kind of at the same stage you guys are at you you got what like one or two more well well if you're gonna count the paul rogers stuff but you got like we're kind of like you we're probably done and there's the the album made in heaven which was actually coming yeah. out with this podcast, it's a bit of oh, okay, a cool. bit of a bone of contention with us. So it's is kind of, we don't it, class one, it as. Is that the one with the Breakfast Club cover? <laughs> That's yeah, the one. Okay. Yeah, I never. So, I never listened. So, to that. so nah, it's, it's well, we're going to do the podcast on that one. That was that you know the the the, the guys that follow us have been requesting it for a while and we've given in. So uh, we'll do that oh, one. Cool. But, but um, so that that'll be out with this one. But yeah, we're kind of the same as you, right? We've we've kind yeah. of we went through all the studio albums first and then went right. What do we do now? <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I was like, you guys started doing the live albums and stuff. That's one way you could go. I personally kind of what I did is I spun it off into an Aussie podcast there yeah. at the first lockdown, and that was more just for my own sanity as something to like kind of grip into. I did have a lot of fun with it, but I did like week to week, uh, full year with Aussie every week. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of burnt out on that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it was a bit much, especially once I hit the 2000 mark, you know. Yeah, because you got, you got to nineteen ninety nine and you've taken a yeah. you're doing the just Sabbath sales stuff. crash, yeah. Uh, but now, yeah, I've kind of switched my format to be the Sabbath seances, which are just more open, kind of what you're doing here. So yeah. I think we're all on the same kind of boat as yeah. far as our podcasting trajectory. But yeah, Dehumanizer. So when I did that initial run, I kind of like I didn't know anything outside of the Aussie stuff really. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely clinged. I wasn't one of those like hardcore like only the first six albums and I don't acknowledge anything else. It's just, it never popped up on my radar because with Sabbath, they kind of like came to me through my dad. So all the classic Aussie stuff. Yeah. Um, he had like original pressings of Paranoid and 
I think he had a volume four and stuff. So like I grew up like with a connection to that. Um, and then I got into kind of, when I got into metal, I was into more kind of doomier, groovier stuff, mm. which um, a lot of the Dio stuff, it was kind of out of my wheelhouse. I, I've never been a Maiden fan. I've never been a Priest fan really. And it was kind of more in that vein, you know, a little yeah. gallopy, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so actually within the podcast trajectory, which you probably can notice, like I, once I hit the Dio era, like it was all new albums for me. And I kind of specifically didn't listen ahead, kind of let them burn through. Yeah. Um, but Dehumanizer, oh, we'll get into it today because it's, oh, yeah. it's one I definitely want to talk about. And I, my initial reaction to it was pretty powerful, but I've since like it's climbed um, yeah. top five Sabbath for me. For yeah. sure, nice like into the like, it's knocking out Aussie stuff. It's ah, like yeah, sabotage. Ah, ah. It's not. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're all going to obviously have our, our say on. You know, I, I want to get all four of our initial thoughts on the album. You know, before we yeah. delve into the tracks as well, just to you know to start things off. But you know, but I, I just want to say in behalf of all three of us, Rye, thanks very much for you know like recognizing, reaching out to us, and pulling us into the Deep Dive Podcast yeah, Network, and well, and, and you know oh, you've yeah. you've certainly um, helped us find some uh, some new people as well, and and I, I don't think we would have had the success without you. So I really, really, I appreciate oh, yeah. it. We all appreciate it. No, so. it's it's all about the spirit of it. I mean, like pretty much, there's a lot of guys that are in the Deep Dive Podcast Network without being officially, but yeah, yeah. all you guys that have reached out to and we've kind of like clanned together a little bit. It's yeah it's awesome because it's it's really it's not about getting sponsorships it's not about yeah. um clearing rights and getting big interviews although you guys have gotten some pretty cool interviews thanks thanks for uh shooting my question through the uh mandel there when yeah no that's cool our pleasure yeah. yeah same thing like even with my sabbath sounds things now i'm trying to like bring in some people i did recently did one with a black sabbath uh tribute band black sabbath had a couple mm, of yeah. girls on from there and fantastic like you're talking about the California Jam, yeah, on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah talking yeah. about Cal Jam and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fun one. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get you guys on. It's hard with these time zones. This is the only way we can do it is in the middle of my work shift, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's great. It's great that it can work out. And uh, very happy to have you guys in the network. No, no you're Thank very you. welcome. I, I think I sense big things for the network. I mean, it's just it's so organically. It's just a bunch of lads that love yeah. doing what we're doing. So when you guys said, let's talk uh, Dehumanizer, I'm like, yeah, I don't care how it's connected. Let's talk Dehumanizer. <laughs> exactly. An excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, cheers, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to say, you know, we are, we are huge in Mon Mongolia. And, uh, and <laughs> some of the credit for that, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I put I put some feelers out there for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I mean, we call obviously Tebo, and he's the the chairman of the board, as you as you you, you rightly say, right. But I think you're definitely the energy behind the, the whole the whole deep dive podcast network. Hey, so, man, it's so organic that like Fantastic. I just do this stuff because I enjoy yeah. uh, what what you guys are all about too. And the second I listened to you guys, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Actually, I'm part Irish, and I lived there for five years, so like it's kind of refreshing to shoot the shit with some Glasgow lads because I did that a lot while I was on work. Oh, cool, fantastic. Cool. 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 I, I, I want to get back. I want to get back to Glasgow. It's too bad we couldn't do this in the, uh, in the, the flesh. Day. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day, right? There, there was one pub that was really dope that we went to. It was like, uh, it kind of like had like a Victorian style bar when you walk in and like chandeliers and it had like fucking... Um, oh, the Corinthian, the Corinthian that might be. 
Corinthian, maybe. Like was it very ornate? Was it fancy, very, really fancy. Yeah, very ornate. Uh, but yeah, it's it's walk in, it's yeah. like stairs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. That was killer, man. Like yeah. cocktail bar. It felt so classy yeah. in there. Right, so I suppose we, we better talk. We better start thinking about talking about some Sabbath then. Okay, so in this episode, this first episode of Not in the Lap of the Pods, we're going to be discussing the Black Sabbath album, The Humanizer. Now, why The Humanizer? Well, for all the reasons we mentioned at the start, you know, it was produced by Mac, Rockfield Studio Connection, and to be honest, we're massive Sabbath fans, so that's just a reason. That's a good enough reason in itself. And as Rai said, any excuse to talk about this album, and I think it's probably quite clear that all four, four of us are you know, massive fans of this album. So I'm sure there'll be differences when we get into the tracks about what our favourites are and, you know, what we'll, you know, really like or, you know, things that we could improve on. You know, we'll get there when we when we, when we tease out the tracks. So, right, I'm going to come back to you. Before I come to you for your initial thoughts on the album, I want to come back to you, Right, Could you just let the listeners know um, the background behind the Dehumanizer album just so they understand what the, the context is? Yeah, well, I guess, like, the main lead-in, I mean... It's tricky if this is the only Sabbath thing dropping in the feed because people are going to associate it with the Aussie era and all that stuff. Yeah. But that had well run its course by the time we get into this. So th- this is more or less, I guess the best place to like pick up, I was thinking, was um, the album previous to it, Tear. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting one. Uh, it, it was So Tony Martin was their vocalist at that point. They had Cozy Powell on drums. Uh, Neil Murray, one of, one of your... Uh, Yep. from your parts there. Edinburgh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they had kind of solidified that Tony Martin era by that point. Um, uh, and they were kind of in a lane where they were leaning more towards, like I said before, like that Iron Maiden kind of like uh, more Euro style, traditional metal. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's funny because everybody says like Sabbath, like the Godfathers of Metal and everything. But the first, the Aussie Sabbath isn't very traditionally metal. It's very yeah. no, it's not very at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like by the time that they got to the Tear album, it was kind of the snake was eating its own tail. By that point, they were kind of influenced by the ones that the people that they influenced, um, and uh, leaning more towards like yeah, a European kind of power metal thing. And it, it was more or less like it was kind of a successful venture as far as in Germany. It's like one of those ones that are big in Germany or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Different kind of metal fan there. But it didn't really click fully. Um there were some the beginning of the so we'll kind of if we go back to like the beginning of like the tier cycle after they had made the album, there's actually a connection that I found and I just wanted to mention this when I wrote it down, but there's a Brian May connection because in September of 1990 at the Hammersmith Odeon show for the encores. Brian May came up and he did Heaven and Hell and Paranoid with them. And then there was a second encore. These Hammersmith shows are just a fucking like phenomenal. They're always amazing, iconic uh, Sabbath gigs. But this one in particular, during that cycle there, so they had Brian May come out for the two. And then they did a second encore where Geezer came back. And Geezer had not been with the band for a while. At that point, he left when the Dio era initially broke up. Um, So he came on stage as well. And that's kind of what reignited the idea of Geezer coming back into the band at the yeah. beginning of that tier cycle. And then the tier tour, I don't know if you guys, were you guys like fans of uh, Sabbath at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 
So like, did you, did you have tickets to the canceled gigs and stuff? Because uh, cool. yeah. yeah, I had a, I had a ticket for Glasgow Battlelands for the tier tour. You did, yeah. 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 And, and it, so you know that. The, yeah, the and and yeah. I was I, I was very smug about it towards David and, and Brian, uh, one of my other brothers who who is a big Sabbath fan, you know, because they yeah. were too young to go. It was an over 16 gig and I'm like, eh, get it up, you know. That. <laughs> and, then, and then the fuckers cancelled it. Because <laughs> so, you were the only one who bought tickets. So David and Brian found this out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 But, but we did, uh, me, me and David saw them saw him on the dehumanizer tour in Edinburgh. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So you saw yeah. him. So we, we but the whole him. thing, like that that tour did kind of fizzle out in a weird way. Um it like I said, it, it kind of worked in like Germany and stuff like that. But there were a lot of problems as far as just even within the UK and stuff. They weren't mm. people weren't locking into the Tony Martin thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how well like Dio was received in general at the when he was in Sabbath, like the Heaven and Hell stuff. I don't know. I mean it was big in the UK, obviously, but yeah, they, they kind of became almost an American band at that point, you know. Like yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah. part of the yep. Dio era. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I think I think you know, it's, it's, Americans, yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed to be like you know, I, I know from Dio talking about it when he first joined Sabbath, and you know, these guys know this as well. You know that, you know, he was he was giving a lot of shit, you know, because it, it wasn't Aussie, you know, and and you know mm. that you know it's inevitable when any new singer comes in after you've had someone as iconic as the previous singer, it's it's never going to be easy, no matter how good your voice is, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and I think I well I remember obviously the at the time when Dio, you know, you're reading Kerrang and and Dio's coming back and you know you know this is obviously 1991 it would have been um late 1991 maybe into 92, and um you know you you know it was it was. I remember, I mean, I was, I was young. I mean, I was at that time 12, 13 years old. Um, but I was very much, you know, still invested in Sabbath, you know, um, at that time. And um, I, I remember feeling a bit, a bit of disappointment because I really I really liked the Martin era. Yeah. But at the same time, I was really kind of excited to hear what was going to happen with the, the, the New Deal album. So it was one of these kind of weird, bittersweet kind of things um, at the yeah. same time, you know. Um so yeah, it was strange because I mean initially they got together and it was cozy. They were still the drummer, you know, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, right, you know, and he was actually rehearsing with them and and you know some of these tracks, you know. Um, so cozy obviously was you know playing on like you know the early versions of Computer God and you know yeah. Sins of the Father and all that. Um, I think it yeah. was. I was it. They had kind of Earth, workshopped them yeah. in uh, Birmingham. Yeah, just yeah. Like you know, like because the like I said, the tour kind of fell apart after only like three months. Yeah, which wasn't the plan. They wanted yeah. to go a little harder because they used like, Sabbath. They always go pretty hard, but kind of fell apart and they just kind of regrouped. And then there's all kinds of like um, because that connection that I mentioned there with Geezer kind of coming out for the encore. Yeah, that there was some, you know, it started to lean towards. Oh well, do we bring Geezer back? And yeah. uh, they eventually, of course, do. And then Geezer had been he actually did an encore with Dio during the Lock Up yeah. the Wolves cycle. So there's a connection there. And right away, I mean, Geezer had no kind of connection to Martin at all. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think they hated each other or anything like that. I just, no, it's I just... That when that, he came back, he's yeah. like, well, why don't we get a Dio? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. jammed with him there. And obviously, like, you know, it kind of came together. But it wasn't just instant. It wasn't just like this was a Mob Rules reunion. It was, it very much grinded through and, and Cozy got, um, we can get into that. I mean, Cozy actually yeah. was kind of not really... Him and Dio, I think, no, kind of like heads in the yeah. rainbow era, just because yeah. they're such powerful personalities. Not that yeah. they hated each other, so it was already tenuous to start. And then Cozy went and fell off a fucking horse, busted yep. up his hair, <laughs> and uh, 
Iomi says in his book, he's like, oh, the blessing in disguise. We could just yeah. keep them. And- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think at that point, like, yeah, they were kind of just go on with the Dio thing. Absolutely. But there's been notes about like that even beyond that, like um, there's a shaky kind of thing between Dio staying on. They say that Martin came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, the that's tracks right. for Dehumanizer. Yeah, yeah. And then got turfed again because they weren't sure if he would tour it. So yeah. There's almost like a thing where they say there's two versions of the album just in case they were going to tour with the other because they didn't want to get snaked like they did on uh, Seven Star with Hughes shit in the bed. <laughs> they wanted to like figure out. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that is really interesting, you know, because I remember, you know, Tony Iommi talking about making the album was, you know, in his words, was pulling teeth. It was like pulling teeth mm-hmm. making the album, you know. Um, and obviously, Martin, they did bring in Martin to do the tracks again. And and, it, and Martin actually said that they start they actually started working on the material for cross purposes and those sessions as well. So some of the early versions yeah. of those songs were actually just started working on new material at that point. I find the whole history of Sabbath just fascinating. There's so many different stories, and you know, you know, no one's really telling the truth, and someone else is saying this, and the, 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 the stories never seem to match up. And you know, I think it's just it's just really, yeah, I just it's really intriguing. But you, but yeah. I think because of the you know the, the tension of you know, when making this album, I think it's probably, you know, largely why it's turned out the way it has, you know, and, the, you know, the, the aggression, the anger that's in this album, you know. You yeah, know. that's one thing that appealed to me about it right away. Even compared to other Dio stuff, there's a lot of venom. There's a lot yeah. Of, um, <laughs> yeah, he's spitting into that microphone. Album, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Have you seen footage of him doing his vocal tracks? Because that'll actually ruin it a little bit for you because he's so calm and collected. There's a clip of him online. I'll send it to you. So he's doing Computer God and like right away, I think like, like you just think he's gonna be like yeah. eating the mic, but he's just like chilled back. I'm like, holy crap, the power though. Is that the footage where Mac uh, puts on a German officer's helmet and does the Nazi salute? <laughs> thing? I think that part was cut out of the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's oh the Black Sabbath story part two, the VHS yeah. yeah. way back in the nineties. Yeah. That yeah. was the, the finish I saw that, that footage. Yeah. yeah, I think it is from that. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's definitely yeah. a clip on YouTube where they just yeah. take all the uh, uh, yeah. all the shots of uh, Dio in the studio there. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got I've got a quote from uh, uh, from Ronnie. Um, it's it's from the Born Again book by Martin Popoff, which is a great book. Yeah, I just got that one recently. Actually. Ronnie at the time said, "I didn't want to be Ronnie Dio on this record. I think this album was more spat out than it was melodically caressed." So there you mm. are. I agree with that. He was spitting it out. Aye, and it's all a bit of a spare There's no for caressing it. on this album. <laughs> so, yeah. so there you go. All right, so what we'll do is, well, let's let's get our initial thoughts on this. And since Joe has been patiently just listening most, mostly you. to everything, Aye. we'll let Joe get Come first on, shot Mr. on Joe. This. So Joe's going to get first, uh, first uh, summation of the album. This, uh, it's obvious this album's fucking amazing. I love this album. I mean... Everything that you were saying there, it's just like um, you know, coming coming from the the you know the Martin era into this, it was like a completely different band. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's like all the kind of mystical kind of stuffs totally swept away, and even the subject matters are a lot more intense. And you know, everything's just a more intensive. Riffing's a lot more angular than it, than it had been in a long. In fact, some of some of Tony's most hard like hard to play riffs and like actual right hand rhythm chops is, is some of the best stuff he ever did. It may even be the best that he's he's ever been as yeah. a as a technical player. 
Um, his solos are amazing in this record as well. That's another thing, obviously. We'll, so great. We'll get into it, but um, it's a really aggressive record. And I remember when it came out, David, me and you, um, used to, when the video came on, uh, we were waiting to go to school, if I remember right, and it came on. Something, we'd watched it the night before you'd taped it, and I yeah, around. usually I would tape Pedbanger's Ball, the I, best yeah, videos of Pedbanger's yeah. Ball, and then on Monday morning before we meet, I, up, I, we'd watch them and then go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like seeing me and you watching the video before we went to school, and we're like, fucking hell, man. And Bennett, they're eating your Cheerios, we had mullets, we had mullets, mullets, and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, we 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 were like full on denim jackets with patches and stuff, like full on docks, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I, and you got to remember that this time, you know, like we've said this before about Queen in a lot of ways. You know, you could consider Sabbath being an aging band at this point in their career. You know what I mean? Went through multiple lineup changes. You know, like like just like what the fuck is actually happening with this band? But I mean, you know, but when I heard that, I was like, man, at this point, at this point, we were listening to Slayer and. You know all the really aggressive shit that was out at the time. You know what I mean, and it, and it still it held up to that that level for me. So yeah. I, an absolutely amazing amazing metal record, and I agree with Rai. It's definitely I would say it's in my top five uh, Sabbath yeah. records. Yeah, it's one that'll climb if you listen to it more and more. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's just so aggressive. Um, yeah, and ahead oh. of its time in in some ways. Well, well there's no there's. There's no cheese on it. Like there's literally yeah. no cheese on this record. It's like yeah. it's just like. Well, we'll get into the track by track. There's one outlier for me, but I, I think I know the one you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know the one. Yeah, but for for the most part, you know, it's like all the Dungeons and Dragons, all the Rainbow part, all that's all yeah. been thrown away. And it's mm-hmm. and uh, as well, this record for me is uh, there's a lot of the Doom elements came back for, from the early yeah. Sabbath sound into this record that were totally missing. I mean, don't get me wrong, they had things like Headless Cross that were like very much, you know, of that style, but there's a real doom uh, vibe yeah. um, on this on this record, as well as the aggressive um, riffing, the metal riffing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just to pick up on the fact that it, it was so aggressive, you know, the same year, Vulgar Display of Power came out. Yeah, I, exactly. That's and yeah. I, I think it, it matches. Oh, the, the aggression, definitely. The aggression and the power of that, that particular mm-hmm. album. Um, yep, easily, yep. but in fact, do you know what? It's probably more aggressive, you know. I think Vulgar's Vulgar's <laughs> a more produced album, it's a more rounded album, yeah, you know. It's yeah. more it's more mi- yeah. you know, the mix is more right. slips. You, you break know? it right down to like, yeah, the tones on Dehumanizer are way more aggressive. Like the, the drum tone is insane on Dehumanizer. Dirt mm-hmm. came out this this year as well. More oh, great record. Uh the first rage album, Rage Against the Machine. Uh Sam 69. By yeah, ministry, oh, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Helmet f- Meantime, the first white zombie yeah. album, Helmet Meantime. Yep, um, all more polished than than Dehumanizer. All of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a very a, a very brave move um, by a band who, you know, by the time a band like Sabbath by this point, you know, you you wouldn't expect them to be taking any chances or taking any risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when they've got someone in who, um, you know, was part of Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, which are two absolute classic albums. Mm-hmm. You would expect them to stay on the safe ground, but yeah. no. Yeah, they don't lean too heavily on even their own nostalgia at that point. You know? Yeah, and yep. I think that's a yep. big part of that is what Ronnie was bringing. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, you look at like walk up the wolves and then this, and mm. then even if you go back to Ronnie's stuff after that, he does like strange yeah. highways. I agree machines and all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like lock up the wolves is kind of a weak album. To yeah. Me. It's not, like, yeah, it's not great. Kind of just like, yeah, yeah, I don't like it at all. But then once he hits this, he gets rejuvenated and strange yeah. highways is my favorite of his solo. Yeah. 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 Um, I love the, ter- the Tracy yeah. G stuff is fucking cool. Man. Yeah. You know, as Paul's kind of alluding to with the music that was out in 1992, I've got lots of memories from that year in general. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, you know, it was a very coming of age type of, type, type of yeah. period for yeah. myself and Joe. You know, would you, you know, would you look at that list? What yeah. a year, man. Yeah, year, absolutely. Man. So, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously Joe talking about the whole TV crimes video and, you know, um, all this kind of stuff. You know, I remember it all, it all came back to me when I was actually just thinking about doing this podcast. You know, I, I you know I bought this album when the date came out. You know, I, you know when I went into Glasgow and you know bought the vinyl that I've still I'm still playing to this day. You know, so um, but yeah, Joe and I were at Beavs and Butthead watching MTV videos. You know, and just like sitting and you know ripping the piss out of videos that needed ripped the piss out of. You know, and, we, also and uh, found, we also found a lot of great bands. Found Crowbar, Crowbar, Pantera, White. You know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff we were yeah. really just to through Beavs and Butthead. As well as ripping the piss out uh, of a lot of it yeah, as well. Absolutely. Same yeah. here, man. Um, Street, just one fix was on. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, I think you guys have, from my point of view, I think you guys have covered that. Um, you know, you know, Ry talking about moving away from that kind of power metal vibe of tier, and you know, and, and Joe's alluded into that too. You know, into this kind of, and I think you know, Joe's makes that makes a good point. You know that you know, and, and, and Paul, I suppose as well, um, making a similar point that. They could have just went back to heaven and hell and thought, right, you know, let's just do the Dungeons and Dragons, and because that's every, what everyone wants, and you know, um, but instead they they made a modern they made a modern Sabbath album, and one thing I would say is we've not touched upon it yet, and um, you know, right, I mean, I, you know, we are not massive fans of Max production in general, mm-hmm. even with the Queen stuff, it's very patchy. We know some of it works, some of it doesn't. And um, sorry, what albums did he do with Queen? So he did. So he did the game. He also he kind of engineered the Flash Gordon soundtrack, but that was more Brian May, to be fair. Um, he did Hot Space, the sort of disco, you know, Escal. Okay, he did. Yeah, I was wondering that because, like, yeah, this is such a heavy guitar tone, drum tone album, Dehumanizer. Yeah. Um, but like the game is when they did all the synth stuff. Like the game is more like kind of. You know, old style rock and roll, no, funk and stuff, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah that kind of stuff. So, okay. none of the albums that Mac made with Queen are, you know, the you know the the sort of heavier ones. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So, but we're Sorry, never I'm trying to hang with you guys with the Queen stuff. I'm not <laughs> a huge Queen guy. No, no, that's that's I fine. Do yeah. have my wheelhouse with them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get a frame of reference because I I always picture obviously Roy Thomas Baker. Yeah, absolutely. You're a classic yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, but I think the the production on this um. I think if you if you're thinking about traditional production and tr- traditional mixing of the album, it's probably not, you know, probably yeah, exactly. It's probably a, you know if you were to get you know named producers in a room and say listen to this album, they'd probably say, Jesus, that's you know that should have been mixed properly, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's it's almost demoy at times, and yeah. I think it's yeah. But I think that's the reason why it still it's sounds good. fucking I, great to I, this day I, yeah. because I, it's not been dated to 1992. Absolutely, it's still, it's still got a raw vibe. It still captured the. It's, it's no, it's a very live vibe to it as well. Yeah, totally. You know, so Mac would not have been my first choice uh, to produce that album, but I don't know if it's been a fluke or what. That's a fluke, Kai. <laughs> He's just got a great yeah. sound, you know, um, on it. 
you know, it just adds to the aggression. They just the rawness of it, you know. I think mm-hmm. a big part of uh, dehumanizers vibes too are are what uh, are with Geezer and like he because yeah. he definitely you can if you look at his solo trajectory, he's into that like industrial kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he brought songs like Computer God and Master of Insanity. He had yeah. done those with the Geezer Butler band, which kind of fell apart. But so, he was leaning more towards that stuff. I don't know production wise there is a lot of like industrial noise and stuff in here yeah like, yeah it opens up with basically like your trent Reznor sex dungeon right like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. God, yeah. yeah which is awesome i love that shit like yeah oh, so, like, oh, oh, if i, I fucking downward spiral man that album's unbelievable yes. why don't we start talking about the, these tracks then so let's let's yeah, let's yeah. get into it you know so ah so the first track on the album is computer god and as Ry can I rightly said, a bit of a sex dungeon, Nine Inch stuff going on in the little intro, the the sound effects and all that, which is probably Jeff Nichols. I'd imagine doing doing his thing on that one. Is, yeah, I was wondering about that because it's it's yeah. not very Jeff Nichols esque. Yeah, I mean, he'd be the guy on the keys there. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd, it's a guess, but yeah, you'd imagine it was him. So Ry, I'll start off with you. You know, computer god. Sure. You know, what's what's the, what's your what's your story with that? Yeah, uh, love it. It's fantastic. The big thing right away that jumps out is the drum tone. I mean, yeah. that snare. Yeah. It's fucking nasty. I love it. It's very 90s snare. Yeah. It's, very, mm-hmm. it's almost grunge-esque too, you know? Like yeah. It's got that piccolo almost like it just cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like this drum mix, you think about it, like the way that Apathy plays, it's perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Like um, if you like, I'm, of course, I'm a Bill Ward guy all the way. All the yeah, time. absolutely. If yeah. you put like this kind of tone on a Bill Ward kind of thing, it would get it would get messed up. But the the precision that uh, Vinny plays with, and the way that he hits, the way his fills aren't overly jazzy, they're not too there's not too much going on. So with a production like this, he can punch it, and he punches riffs like no other. Um, that's the big standout of the Computer God for me. Is just the drum tone is in your face. Iomi's kind of reserved too, as far mm-hmm. as like what he's hitting. He's he lets it open up and yeah. Geezer dances a little bit, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. The bass riffs yeah. on this, some of those fills are just like Isn't, yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the big thing is like Vinny's pocket right off the bat. Um mm-hmm. he couldn't have made this album with any other drummer. If Cozy was on it, he would have been doing something completely different. I'm weird with Cozy. Like yeah. I I understand why people like him, but he's not mm-hmm. my style of drummer. Yeah. Vinny's got yeah, he's got a weird he's able to like yeah he always has a pocket dude yeah. his fills are really unique he just he likes to just do big single hits and stuff like that yeah i've definitely got my issue with finney on this album i have to say and we'll come to that in the particular yeah. songs that i've got issues with on it. you like his tone though right the tone oh yeah i can't, I can't disagree right? with that yeah it's throughout the album which is yeah. something that doesn't happen in 90s albums a lot of the time yeah it, the consistency is good so i'll give uh, Mac the knife is credit on that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> whoever got that, whoever set up that kit, did a good job. Paul, do you want to do you want to take anything to add into the mix of it? Computer. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great song, man. When you hear those drums come in, you're like, Jesus, those drums are loud, man. They're done real far ahead in the mix, you know. Um, but it, coming out of the atmosphere, you have to kind of yeah, almost. yeah, you yeah. Kind of turn it up, and uh, it's like crack. God, uh, God, God. you're like holy shit yeah absolutely <laughs> but it, it it works on this track and and the kind of the very precise metronomic nature that he's got works for the track because you would think something called computer god yet you'd almost be tempted to use a drum machine wouldn't you for that for mm-hmm. that type of you know machine whatever thing but yeah he does a good job and you know 
it's just like a, it's a great track. Ronnie just yeah, he's straight straight out the gate, man. Just snarling, you know, um, a completely different style of singing for him, really. Um, you know, you get wee bits of it, you know, and over the years, even back to Rainbow and all that, you know, but consistently keeping it that kind of tone all the way through a song, you know, just yeah, amazing. Um, and they, when you put the LP on, you know, you listen to it for the first time, you're like. This is just great, man. This is wow, you know. Good start, man. Good start of the album. I think it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, I was going to say, as obviously, you guys have, have said a lot of uh, very good things about it, but I would say, see the, the drums, that sound, uh, that sounds like he's that's one microphone in a room hang, hang, hung very high, and it's just captured the ambience of the whole yeah, kit. Yeah. It's very, very much sounds like. It's, it was, uh, it's, not, it's not a very separated drum sound, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad, you know, the way John Bonham's yeah. drums uh, have that. He would do that thing with it. It is, yeah. It's a lot like bottom, and it sounds like you're like there, you know. Yeah, like, I, well, that's it sounds why, like it's in yeah. the room with you. That's yeah, why like I, a single perspective. Here. Exactly, was, uh, exactly, exactly. It was a glass room, apparently. Um, oh really? All right. And uh, Matt, uh, Mac said, uh, "Sorry, Vinny said that Mac hung two huge. Well, there you go. Uh, I didn't know that. Boom mics." Quite right. high up above the kit, and that was it. Ah, that's, that was how we made that. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's very, very kind of live. Yeah, so it's oh, I, yeah. Aye. I didn't know that, but that's how it sounded to me. Yeah, um, yeah song's absolutely amazing. Um, and I think as well, it's I know it's in four four. I'm not going to get geeky here and stuff like that, but it's very it's very staggered, and I like that. It about sounds it. like it's, it sounds like it's not. Four it's, four. It sounds like yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's yeah. playing it's playing it's playing with four four in the sense that the riffs, the accent, and the riffs are dinner. It's very, very angular and yeah. broken up. So I think that's cool because Sabbath hadn't really done much of that in a long time. Like maybe in Superstar, the Superstar and stuff like that. It's it's got a similar yeah. sort of vibe. And the way it's um, cut up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of choppy and stuff. But the, the guitar, for me, the, for me, really, the, the thing that, that it does it for me in this song. As Dio and in fact they're all really good on it, man. Fucking songs amazing. I can't really really point anything, but but I do agree. The production, it it sounds it sounds very demoish, but I actually like it for that. And yeah. like you said, if it had maybe maybe it could have been a, a thing Sabbath came thought of at the time. Maybe they must they realised that the album before was a little bit too reverby and you know and, and kind of old sounding and they heard all these bands like you know Alice in Chains obviously but they had facelift out at that point and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they directly were musically influenced by it but maybe the whole production style where things were, were stripping down a lot yeah. yeah and getting rid of the reverb. That's a good point I think a lot of the 90s vibes that come into it aren't necessarily them copping on Alice in Chains but yeah maybe the producers the production yeah yeah, yeah things, there are some very yeah there are some Alice in Chains moments later on for sure yeah oh, I'd, yeah, 100%, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely uh, totally but uh, amazing song man uh, well, I really love the dynamics of the song because you've got the the doomy start the doing it doing it just a doom yeah. and then you've got the the kind of fantasy bit where Dio uses a high high register and then that's amazing yeah and then it gets back up into the kind of the, the doom again before it goes the ups tempo again you know ups tempo for the first time and the only time, but you know, uh, you know, so it's it's. I just love the kind of the different the different things going on in the song, and I do remember Paul at the time. You know, you know what you've just said because I remember you know you said that when we you heard this song. I remember it way way, way back. You said shit. I didn't know Dio could growl like that. 
Aye, so aye, it's aye. just you know because he's yeah it's just you know as we said he's doing it through the whole album so um but yeah what what an opener absolutely fantastic opener and then after that it sort of comes it sort of changes pace a little bit and we're into after all the dead um just before we go into the track i thought it was quite brave of them to open with this um when they got back as heaven and hell because yeah. they did the E one E one five oh five intro and you know and then you expect more rules to come right right in after that instead it was this and I thought it was really 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 brave of them to do that just do you know what just 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 wait just wait right. we're gonna just just tease this in and then you'll get more rules after it so I thought that was really cool after all the dead right what's what's your take on this song oh this is my favorite on there um, just the build and the lifts the payoffs of the build incredible incredibly composed um yeah like you said like what, a, what an opener for a concert too because yeah. it's just so um all-encompassing it's massive yeah. um and it's not even that there's a bunch of keyboard layering i know there are keys on there but it's not like but it's got this symphonic kind of quality to it yeah. um yeah they're just great with space it comes down to the way that iomi is playing i feel like he is he's <laughs> He's a completely different vibe when he's with um, Dio. Mm -hmm. Pushes him, yeah. pushes his lead work to another level. I think his best lead work is Mob Rules, um, mm -hmm. but I think that part of that is how he plays with um, Dio and Dio encouraging him to be a guitar hero because yeah. Dio likes having a guitar hero next to him when he plays stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like it was just, it's, it's yeah, it's such an incredible atmosphere on this one. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite. It is my favorite from the album for sure. Yeah, I mean, I love the way you sort of um, describe the lyrics on your own podcast, um, yeah. the Humanizer podcast about you know. What did I say? I haven't listened. To <laughs> been a while. So you're obviously just talking about the the concept of what happens, obviously, when you do die, and if you could actually speak to someone that was dead, yeah. you know, the questions you would ask of that person, and you're know, what actually you know, um, you know, as you, you know, even the lyrics is your soul just lying there busting. Is that what, what happens? Yeah. And you know, that's just fantastic. You know that just he's got um, some great words that he uses on like like yeah yeah like and he specifically picks one like busted the way he says it. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, like busted, I'm saying busted. Yeah, busted. Sorry, like heartbeat yeah, yeah. and stuff like he's yeah yeah. Good at, like yeah. just like accenting the, into the yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's a pro. <laughs> I think the song's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and um, I think um, it's. I've just put down it's doomy perfection because it really is. It's just, yeah, it's just Sabbath. Just you know, it's just brilliant. And even when when the you know there's into the the chorus, which is not really much of a chorus. He's just singing after all. Oh, but the arpeggios that um, the arpeggios are, amazing, are yeah. lovely. It just really lifts the, the chorus. That they're, they're probably yeah. not lovely. The lush, quite sinister yeah, sounding, but you know, <laughs> the your atmosphere. You, it's yeah. palpable. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's no, I think it's I think it's great because it's like you know you've got the the big blistering opening and and I think there could have been a temptation. You know, we're going to talk about TV crimes next, obviously, but there could have been a temptation to put TV crimes right after Computer God to keep the momentum going a little bit after the tempo finish of Computer God. But they thought, you know, well we'll take it down a step and you know and then change the vibe a wee bit. So and I think I've got no issues. You know, some albums you've got issues with sequencing. You know, I'm not getting any issues with the sequencing on this album at all, you know. No, so me neither. Yeah. So. And they nailed the opener closer, and that's the yeah. key, right? Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't totally. see anything else in those slots, you know. Indeed. 
Aye, that's a great song. Um, this this is one of the ones I was thinking, you know, it's very much akin to like the old, see, I can hear Ozzy singing this back in the day, mm-hmm. so, you know, especially the, what would you say to the, dun, 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 dun. it's just yeah. got that doom, like that that real doom that Sabbath fucking created. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, you know, they are the creators of it, but yeah, it's a fantastic song, dynamically amazing. I love the way it shifts for the really ultra doom kind of verses into like the uplifting chorus. And vocals, just gonna, it's like when we talk about Queen, it's like it's exactly the same thing. The vocals are just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, what Rai was saying as well, it's like with the way the way he pronounces certain words, it's almost like he's like when he says bust, it's like you know it busted, it's like bah, like you would yeah. something bust. So he actually goes bah, like he busts the word out if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he kind of you know he's at, he's actually taking a lot of these lyrics and he's actually you know he's he's He's, he's accented them in such a way that actually the way he sings it fits the word that he's singing as well, yeah. which, is, which yeah. is a really smart a really smart thing to do. There's not a lot of vocalists that do that. But yeah, mm. fantastic song, man. Brilliant. Doom Perfection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Paul? Yeah, that, this is, uh, without doubt, one of my favourite Sabbath songs of all time. Aye. You know, just, Aye. you know, yeah. easily, easily. Um uh, and you guys have, have said it all really um uh, the the point you were making joe and uh david as well about you know um do pronouncing certain words and all that uh, that's something he's always done because he's a, he's a very theatrical yeah 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 you Absolutely. know singer especially live man he, he, he loves the songs he, he he puts them over and what one another guy we know did that as well uh, mr freddie mercury you know um certainly yeah. And I think when you've got that theatricality, but you know that that really, you know that really, you know, strong pronunciation of, of the words, but yeah. backed with that drive and that grit, just, yeah. just, yeah. yeah. And and and, and, right through, and, you know? and technically, Dio, his diction is incredible. Oh, he, amazing! He make right? every word out as well. Ah, yeah, yeah. The, guy, the guy's, but it always feels just natural. phenomenal, That's the man. Thing with him, like yeah. technically perfect, but never yeah. feels like he's struggling. Um, so, so listeners at home, you know, Dio is quite a good singer. That's the thing. I mean, there was one tweet from uh, Stuart actually, um, who follows us on uh, Twitter, and he mentioned he's, he only really dabbles in the Aussie stuff. So, I mean, I'm almost like yourself, right? At a point, um, mm-hmm. you know, once upon a time, and you know, I just said, you know, like check it out. So, I I think that's the thing. Obviously, we can't play these songs because it will just get taken down. And, you know, so, you, you know, you're not getting a taste of these songs. But, you know, you, you've got access to this album pretty easily, you know. So I, I would recommend if you've not, you know, you've not listened to any Dio Sabbath. That's um, what even, if, even if you're not really into, like, Dio's flavor, because that is established. Like, exactly. Like, and Dragons. If yeah. you're not into that, you can still... Yeah, because yeah, it's not on. Yeah, because it's not on this. Yeah, it's not on this record. Yeah, yeah the dragons even are more being, so than uh, Mob Rules. This one is just like he's got. There's so much character in his voice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, the the fucker could have give, given us like one rainbow at least, <laughs> or maybe a wishing well here or there. You know, no, but uh, apart. Um, I mean, there was a concerted effort by Geezer and Tony to to get him away from that type of writing, yeah. wasn't there? They they basically told him don't write that. Um, track three then it's TV Crimes so this is the, the single from the album so um, Joe why don't you start us off with this one actually this is a fucking amazing song man <laughs> again every single song this is an amazing <laughs> song man uh, this is just like 
this is like if you took like the like neon nights and just put it in steroids you know what i mean it's just like it's just like it's like that energy that kind of speed but but the, the, it's just get the fucking balls do you know what i mean and that his guitar tone his guitar tone is great and all the record but seeing the song it's just the riff you can hear it's choppy you can hear like, cha, 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 you know what i mean so you just hear the, the right hand attack which you don't normally hear on sabbath that much but you really hear it you really hear it and then especially in this song it's like there's a i think you can hear that he's he has been influenced by things like like maybe pan you know like maybe obviously vulgar wasn't out but i think obviously cowboys and things like that were coming out and like maybe even metallica i can you know there's a similar sort of choppy style um and he's allowed to do that because he was a guy that created the fucking whole genre yep. himself anyway so he's allowed to you know yep. be influenced he's, but he's a governor absolutely but I, I i love the i love the lyrics as well again just the way they're spat out you know the, the venom that, that dio sings them with and it's kind of refreshing as well and i definitely think that you know the dungeons and dragons thing like we were speaking about it was definitely it was probably an important for them not to have anything like that in this record because of the, the whole metal thing had changed the whole world had changed and people were speaking about more social commentary and stuff like that and that's what this song is obviously it's talking about evangelists and stuff like that and religion and stuff but i absolutely amazing song cool video as well man video is cool really cool yeah. but it, yeah the wayne's world soundtrack right yeah bye no 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 it's the, there was the one with it's the one with the the, 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 the shopping cart with the tv the, in it the and, tv and they're on and they're yeah. playing on the TV. Yeah. That's the original video. That's a, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, so I, the Wayne's World thing was after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The remix. Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, wait, are we getting mixed up with Time Machine here? Maybe we're getting mixed up. Time Machine was the Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're getting yeah, mixed up. Yeah. yeah. TV Crimes is the one with the with the trolley, isn't it? Ah, it's no, you're right, Joe. Ah, yeah, yeah. There's these grunge looking people on skateboards and all that. So I was like, this guy being really, really, you know, you're with the kids. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I still love it. Still love it. But, yeah. but I, the, the, the aggression at that point, I mean, has uh, I've never heard Sabbath that aggressive, you know, like riffing wise and vocally as well. You know, everybody's yeah. and Geezer's bass playing is fucking ridiculous on it, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like up and all these runs and shit. Like phenomenal, man. Amazing metal track. Right, you anything to add in the mix here? Not, not too much. You just buzz of yeah. town for sure. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, you think of the sequencing, it would be, it is kind of a Neon Knights kind of thing. So you'd think in the Dio kind of vibe, you'd put this as, as that opener, but yeah, yeah. coming out yeah. of those two kind of more atmospheric, cool. You know, Computer God has its, has a bit of a groove to it, but after all, it's very doomy, open. Like you, you've gotten three in a row and it's just like yeah. so much variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Absolutely. adds to that. Um, yeah, I love it. It's about, you know, like it's a very much a metal thing to, Take the piss out yeah. of TV and yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, as you said, your are your medical man with Aussie, you know, suicidal, you know, that's fucking yeah. Send me your money, suicidal. Yeah. Holy smoke yeah. by Iron Maiden, you know, it's it's like you know, it was kind of done done to death. I think this is one of Vinny's best performances on the yes. album. This this yeah. song, yeah. Um, the fills are really like like Rye said, they're not they're not that complicated, but they, they're just good they're just in the right place and the right kind of uh yeah. kind of feel for the for the song uh, again my criticism of Vinny as a drummer i've got to be honest is that he never he never uses the ride the way i want him to use the ride <laughs> well he'll go doom 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 on the ride it should be doom doom yeah the ride should be going so in that chorus that ride needs to be going it's just that it's like 
David's the as, wide Nazi over here. Kind of like, you know, yeah. give, it, give it a wee bit more of a push here. It just um, needs to ride the ride. He's very, he's very, he plays a very, almost like a, he plays like a small kit, you know? Like, I know he has a huge kit, like, when he's live and stuff. It's one of those yeah, circular yeah. ones where, like, he's got all the gongs. And oh, they're fucking, and the two bass drum mounted at the sides. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, it's still, like, as far as his actual, his bread and butter is very kick snare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of Can I just lock in? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it really works. I mean, that's the thing about Vinny. I think I find him a frustrating drummer. I'll be honest, to listen to it at times, because I think, oh, he you know, but I think when he gets it right, which he does predominantly on this song and, and oh, many other songs in this album, you know, right, right. He, he, you know, he absolutely kicks ass on this song, you know, no doubt that, about it. So I don't want to take anything away from him. I'd say um, this is his best, for me, this is his best drumming performance probably on any Sabbath thing, for me. Like, I don't, although yeah, I do agree, although I do agree there's, there is a song in particular that will we'll obviously... Ah, there's one I'm going to, I'm going to... Where I actually, where I actually hear him make a mistake and it's been kept in like a proper fuck up and it's been uh, kept <laughs> but, well there's, there's one there's one later on that i think is it could be a mistake are you trying to be clever and it's not worked out it's one of the i, I can't mean, work I, out what I it is i bet it's the same, it's the same part, part. Bet it's the same same part. <laughs> well if it's fucked if it's meant it's still fucked because I mean, people <laughs> think it's fucked so there you go paul i mean i think i think we've probably said oh, about a minute to say yeah, about this song yeah. anything it's like it's a great tune um the the riff, it's, you know, the, those big open chords that he's doing, um, it's it's very uh, Never Say Die in it. It's a bit uh, like... Aye, that's aye, what I mean. Aye, like, aye, like, yeah. Except, like, like Never Say Die is quite happy and this is... Yeah, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's I, always, I, always say that. Yeah. <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> I always say that. Yeah. Yeah. Or just die. Die. Just die. Die, my best. Just die. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys have, have covered it all. Uh, one thing about the video, um, you know, and you, you may not have picked it up, there's a bit where the guy um, gives the tele, sells the telly to this kind of pimp looking guy, and there's a bit where the, the pimp's walking along with the telly, and it looks as like if he's gliding. And I'm, I just wrote down here, gliding pimp. <laughs> Watch that again and look out for the gliding pimp. It's just a strange shot. Of, of it's as if he's on roller skates or something. Maybe you get the skateboard off the skate. Ah, kids are in the video. He's just jumped on the skateboard. It's just there, uh, <laughs> uh, and it's a, uh, it's a cool video. And it was a good idea to keep the band in that little telly. And not yeah, they're not actually in the video. They're just on the skateboard. Yeah. Guys, nah, that because I've been, been too down with oh, the kids. You don't want to see Naomi. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting you have to think about the video because obviously the song's called TV Crimes and it's obviously about evangelists stealing money from people. But, you know, it's like some video makers with TV Crimes. Yeah, we'll just have someone stealing TV, a TV, <laughs> through the whole <laughs> video. Yeah. It's a little literal, isn't that's it? That's the yeah. TV crime, you know. <laughs> you know, it's uh, but, but no, it, it strangely works. And you can see even with the video, there's been a reasonable bit of money spent on it. And I think that was the yeah. thing Warner Brothers had given Sabbath, you know, obviously serious, um, a serious amount of money to make this album, you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think there was a bit of, bit of cash behind it. Track four, then, is Letters from Earth. Right, do you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, yeah, this one feels like a very geezer one, um, mm. very sci-fi. I'm just knowing what he's about. Yeah. Doctor Who and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, really great guitar tone, though. Um, almost... What I compare it to is like this is later, that was like 96, 97, but like the euthanasia Megadeth era when mm -hmm. they really like beefed up the tone. Like it's yeah. almost got, I don't know what he's tuned to or whatever, or what equipment he's using, but it's very like 
it's got that massive it sounds like a euthanasia riff like listen to them back and back it's, it's pretty awesome but yeah definitely some geezer flavor um i i like it it's not like top top tier but i like everything on some so <laughs> you know it's still amazing yeah yeah absolutely plan and maybe it's like a follow-up to planet caravan it be know. yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah what what you get when you're up in the caravan yeah <laughs> um uh, left at home, I don't know. <laughs> could be that, yeah, absolutely. Kind of agree with Rai. This is maybe one of the ones that isn't absolutely, you know, top shelf for me. Um, I, it's still a great track, and uh, it to me it kind of sounds like uh, it's out, out of the whole album. It's the one that sounds most like a Dio track, like Dio's band. I think it's more like Dio, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. It's like theatrical in the vocals. Yeah, just that, just that it's kind of structured and the way he sings it as well. It's yeah, that, that weird little thing. It's, 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 it's from Earth. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. Like, it sounds like, it's, like um, the Ferris Bueller. That, it's got a little bit. Yeah, it's not, it's not as uh, doomy and focused and all that as some of the, the preceding tracks. Um, mm. It's a bit more open and airy and stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to say, you know. But uh, to me, it. it, it if it was on, you know, say, uh, even Lock Up the Wolves, his previous album, you know, I, I, I could see it, yeah. Um, but it's still, it's still, a, it's still a great track, man. Uh, and if I had a band and I, I wrote letters from me, I'd be pretty proud, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the context of, you know, after all and all that, it's maybe a, a, a couple of notches down for me. So yeah. maybe, maybe a seven out of ten or whatever. Compared to oh, 10 high. yeah, oh, high, man. But, uh, but this is an excellent album, Joe. Uh, I, I agree with everything both Ryan and Paul said. I, I think it's I think it's just a kind of good rock kind of tracks, you know. I mean, it's not really it's not really uh, living up to the, the previous songs on the album, but I, but I still enjoy it, I suppose. You know, it's like a little bit of a respite before kicking your ass in the next track again, do you know what I mean? But uh, mm -hmm. I, again, I, I like the, the vocals on it. They're a lot more smoother than they are on, and I don't mean smoother as in they're better, but they're just delivered in a a more deal way, like, like we know deal kind of for. Um, ah, it's it's a good track, man. It's decent. Yeah, uh, it's it's strange for me because I I, I kind of understand why you've all picked this as maybe you know maybe maybe the first dip, you know, even if even if it's just a small dip, you know, mm -hmm. but. It's in the right spot to be a dip too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of um, expected. Like, so in that regard, it's sequenced really well. For yeah, what it is, yeah. Um, yeah. Which makes it better than what it is. Yeah, no, I totally, yeah. I totally agree with that. But it, this kind of used to be one of the weaker tracks for me, but I think it's actually starting to turn into one of my favorites. Favorite? I really like it. It's not my, my favorite, but no, I've, I've actually really grown to like it recently. I've, I've listened to it more than I did before. And I think that's all just down to your mood, how you're feeling that you know in certain weeks and yeah. certain times when you listen to albums. But this one is 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 lifted from when I you know last listened to the Humanizing that you know the last run I listened to and like, but um, you know I like I like the you know the change you know the slight tempo change you know the game is called the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's really cool. And and I agree with you. It's a bit. It's probably has got a bit more of that that kind of deal swagger to it, you know, as opposed to Sabbath swagger, you know, um, they're two different mm -hmm. types of swagger, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, so I, I don't disagree with anything you've said. And 
And I loved and Tony Solo's really. I've just put down it's really saucy. So as you know, it's got saucy. <laughs> so uh, I like it. You know, it's um, but no, it's 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 not. Yeah, I, I, it's not probably for most people a standout track. But I do. It has got better for me in recent listens. You know, it's it's one of those ones that's that's really popped out for me because you've got TV Crimes, Computer God. After all, they you know they're just they're just solidified in, as brilliant tracks. With some of the other ones are are you know very good to to you know, but you you know. There's room for them to move up or down, kind of thing. Um, so it's one of those ones that maybe if you come back to it, listen to it on its own, you, it's different, you know, because like, it yeah. is like, the four spot is a hard one when you're burning down the album. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Good point. And then we're on to track five. So the last track of side one, you know, like to always do the whole vinyl thing, side one, side two. But um, so we're on to Master of, of Insanity. And as, as Rice rightly said at the, the, the top of the show, this was a Giza Butler band song. Um, originally, and there is a, a version out there with the Geezer Butler band on YouTube, isn't there? I mean, it's pretty much, it's almost exactly the same, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. there's not it's much. Very, it's very Geezer driven, isn't it? Yeah. Right off the bat, the tones, man, the bass tones. Just yeah, yeah. It's, it's such, a, such a cool riff, such a cool riff to open up with, you know, as well. This, this is this is really catchy. I think this is, to me, um, you know, we maybe talk about four being, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a dip. You know, if you want to say that, but I think in track five, or this being track five, I think this is a bit almost like a bit of a palate cleanser because it's kind of catchy and it's kind of, yeah. you know, it's, it's quite straightforward in many ways. Well, the bass riff isn't necessarily straightforward, that's quite tasty, and the timing, you know, the time signature is yeah. quite, quite tasty and all that, but it's it's pretty, pretty, pretty standard in terms of, you know, verse chorus and all the rest of it. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention on this is just um, that, uh, you know, when, when Tony actually comes in with the, the the bass riff, you know, the original bass riff, and he actually doubles up with, with Geezer actually in the main part of the song, that bit just sounds fucking huge. It just Evil, man. Uh, it's, it's massive sounding, and it's just... And I know Tony didn't write, didn't write any of these riffs, you know that, but with Tony's tone and, you know, just... Uh, oh, it just comes to, absolutely comes to life. I think this is... On this song, he actually... I think Geezer... I might be mistaken, but I think this is one of the only songs where I think Geezer plays guitar on the track. I could be completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's about the whole, right? Okay. Possibly. I think yeah. it was this song. Yeah. Right. I think he just. Is it, is it, is it overdubs? Like, I think, yeah, it's overdubs, do you think? Yeah. Or is it like it's the whole. I think I think he more or less probably just showed him it and then yeah, just, and then just hit, yeah. hit it a little bit better and they're like, we'll just leave that cut version then. Aye, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was in be. Tony's book, wasn't it? It's, it uh, mm-hmm. Tony speaks right. about it in his book, Iron Man. Yeah. He says, yeah, that's well, right. if his geezer yeah, playing it, no, one time if the geezer's playing it, there's no doubt that he's played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if geezer played played on you know that say that rough even then, there's no doubt he's playing through fucking Tony's. Oh, I absolutely. Stack, you know, oh, there's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just sounds it upside down and restrung it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... fucking great. Uh, anything else to add in here, lads, about this one? Um, I agree with you. I, I, I think for me, that this first riff's like the absolute fucking daddy of the song. Like when that kicks in, I mean, you're just like, yes. The riff that precede, like comes after, it's a bit. I mean, it's a bit. It almost does. Hey. It almost doesn't really match the, you know, you hear that, you hear that first riff coming in, man, you're like, yeah, fucking, this is going to smash your skull in. And then it kind of yeah. goes, ding, 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 ding. always that fucking A-team or something, man. And uh, But it's still it's still good. It's still good. But that riff, it's almost like Ogre Battle by Queen. It's like the main riff is almost too good for the song. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of I kinda feel a wee bit like that. But I'm saying that I still like, I still like the song. Yeah. I still like it. 
I do like that kind of the, I don't, I guess it would be the verse kind of riff, but the, the, uh, it's like the wonton song, um, physical graffiti kind yeah. of. Band. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's more just the way that Dio sings on it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause he kind of quivers his voice over it. Like, yeah. So it's not like, it's not like a straight up planting, but I always hear, think, I think this is like the wonton song of the. Yeah, yeah. The original one, like 79. It was physical. I don't know. 75. I'm terrible with Led Zeppelin, man. So if Savage True by Metallica is the 90s, then this is the song of the 90s. Never heard that Savage True meant to be the cat, the cashmere of the night. That's what they said. That's what they said. He's getting a bit fucking ahead of himself for the wee day. <laughs> I mean, I like side bits true. I side true. If I talk about talking about I actually like side bits true more than like catching yourself. I'm fighting with myself. Nah, it's, I, I mean, I know it isn't. I know it isn't. But yeah, it's funny to see it as. But <laughs> any final thoughts on Master of Insanity? Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's it's a great track, but um, it, it's funny that when we're talking about sequencing. I think Letters from Earth, this song, Masters of, Master of Insanity, and the, the next one, Time Machine, the other three that aren't, they're not, they're not doomy in the same way. They're nasty, yeah, they're not I, nasty. So they've kind of put them in the middle. Uh, and then and then we're back into the doomier stuff, you know, Sons of the Father and all that, Too Late and all mm. that. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a good song, man. Um, and it's, it's weird that it's weird to think that uh, our Lord and Saviour, Mister Anthony Iommi, is playing somebody else's riffs. You know, it's. I mean, it's just said. Uh, that exactly. I mean, he's, he's... nah. If even even geezers, man, it's fucking with my head. I don't. I mean, like, <laughs> N- NIB, NIB, the riff, and that's geezer, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's actually. I mean, so geezer probably. I mean, you think fucking back in the seventies, Sabbath had about twenty-five riffs in one song. Uh, they weren't, yeah. they weren't, they weren't, they weren't all be Tony's, do you know what I mean? They're I know because that's what you say. Oh, that's a great riff, you're like, what one, you know? Let's uh, exactly. just fine. say Geezer wrote them all and just say some outlandish shit, you know? Geezer wrote them all, <laughs> well, all fucking Tony's riffs, you know? Aye. Even when Geezer was out the band, they would send them riffs and Aye. use them on the albums. <laughs> It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the ghostwriter. Exactly. It's kind of like the the thing with the we have in the Queen Pod as well. It's like a lot of people think that a lot of the heavy seventy stuff was Brian, and it wasn't. It was Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of thing. You just yeah. hear because it was things that Freddie would like. Well, not all the time, but a lot. Some of the time it would be piano, heavy yeah. piano things, and he would show Brian on mm-hmm. the guitar. Ogre battle, Ogre battle. I, I remember. I, I remember Geezer talking about Tony though. He said Tony, like you know, he would always. You know, I'd maybe come up with two riffs and Tony'd come up with like 30 riffs, you know, and Aye. just like, you know, just obviously Aye. it was really prolific and just, it was just, you know, yeah, okay, good just, on him for sneaking one in there. <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I told Tony, Tony's basically got every, every metal riff covered, every other metal riff that came after that's just a variation of something Black Sabbath did. Indeed, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. Indeed, it is. Um, so, Say so two then. So we flip over and we're, I guess it's almost like two catchy songs back to back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Time Machine here. So kicking off side two. Um, right, your thoughts on Time Machine? Yeah, well, I've obviously I've already confused it with, uh, things, <laughs> but uh, yeah, very, uh, I should have kept some better notes here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's super thrashy, right? Like, um, yeah. 
is uh, this is one actually i'm just trying to link it to queen i don't know what you guys are bringing it out of me but it does have like where it, when i think of like sabotage i think that's kind of a he he's like you know center of the universe is very much yeah yeah and then this is kind of like i think he's circling back he's kind of like when i think about like the innovators of metal so like black Sabbath is considered like the godfathers of metal but queen is like the godfathers of thrash absolutely so I, right. I just automatically when i hear this like tone and the shredding tone that it is and the, yeah. the lead yeah. stuff I'm, yeah. i always think i think brian may yeah so um this song in particular kind of oh shit out. man I, I i want to hear Fred. and i think i just wrote this song in sometime in the universe favor. i just wrote okay just say something about queen here. <laughs> just say something <laughs> kind about queen yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is but you're telling the truth it is yeah yeah brian, brian may i don't give a fuck what anybody says brian may was the first guy to do all, the dun, 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 yep. all yep. that shit man nobody was doing yep. it but that not, not 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 that tone and not that speed. and that speed man no, yeah. no, 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 he was yeah. the you heard it here first <laughs> it's the first one we've probably said it for about fucking 30 podcasts Brian we created thrash metal it's a fucking good way thanks for playing Sun City I know exactly exactly you know obviously we talked about this song was in Wayne's World you know there is actually the version that was on the Wayne's World soundtrack which I don't know if you've, you've you've had to listen to it, but it's it's it just has an extra little bit of keyboard at the beginning. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, and the mix is, and it was, uh, mix is Ma- a bit, bit slicker as well. Uh, you know, Ma- slicker, Max yeah. Norman, wasn't it? Max Norman was it? Max Norman, right? That, yeah, he worked with Ozzy, didn't he? He worked with Ozzy he and did. Bucket and uh, Moon, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they didn't like him because he apparently he was telling Tony what he played and all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and nobody <laughs> apart from Geezer. Tells Tony where to play, but um, you know it's it's, it's the bit the, the bit in the movie is really cool because it's the bit when he, he stops Wayne and says, "Have you seen this this boy?" And it's a team. Ah, yeah, like, you know, he's like, ah, you know, it's like it's, <laughs> you know, in the background. Joe, Joe, any thoughts on Time Machine? I'm sure you've got many thoughts, but um, it's just the vocals are brilliant in it, man. I love the this chorus is immense do you know what i mean it's really really catchy it's more like kind of mob rules sort of we're in mob rules kind of neon nights you know that sort of vibe do you know what i mean that territory the up tempo kind of sabbath stuff Uh, Uh, and his guitar fucking guitar tones might be one of the best if not his best guitar tone in any record man the chocolate yeah it's definitely his most metal yeah absolutely amazing tone i perfect Aye, absolutely. Paul? Um, yeah, uh, Dio, Dio's uh, vocal performance. Uh, the bat, Stay out of the shadows now! Oh, <laughs> brilliant, man. Oh, wait, did Dio just show up? What what the, I know, I just... Uh, fuck amazing. Was that, was that amazing, a tape? I, I, that was just me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just... But, but, Dio's, Dio's no dead, man. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Rainbow's just... Came out of me. <laughs> just, I bet she Blackmore's on the phone. Insane. He wants you to take over that Romero guy. I'm the fuck he's called this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great track, man. The bit, the bass is insane. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. Uh, I mean, all those we kind of almost these the, the kind of like uh, Jeff Nichols bits of wee 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 bleeps, aye, and then he's also in the background. That's really cool. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, give or take the odd bit. 
you know, um, you're moving into a really doomy section of the album that finishes it off. Yeah. It's really, I guess, really fucking heavy from yeah. that point onwards, you know. And that, yeah. okay, there's some bits, some bits that are a bit more brighter and not much, right enough, but you know, there's yeah. a few bits, but I, I think it just goes into a really, really kind of gets, just dark ending yeah. to the album, it you know. It's so, pretty epic from now on, yeah. 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 yeah, and again, the temptation might have been to put Time Machine maybe second last or something, just to give you a wee bit of before Buried Alive, just to give you a wee yeah. kind of high before the low and stuff, or you know, whatever, or vice versa. I don't know, but as Rai said, they did the opening and the closer, and they've got bang on, you know. Um, yeah, they kind of sink into the closer as these next few go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a just, not a descent in quality or anything, but just no, not at all. Very bad, kind of dark, kind of doomy vibe. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think if um, there's any listeners out there that are, um, you know, you know, not Dio fans or, or you know Dio Sabbath fans, I think probably Master of Insanity and Time Machine, those two together, are probably the most palatable. I would say mm-hmm. probably if you're just trying to kind of just feel your way into this album, maybe. Yeah, uh, I'm suggesting you don't listen to it properly. You should listen to it from the start. But mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if you were picking it, if I was picking out two tracks to just give me something catchy and. You know, um, Time Machine's you know, probably the catchy song on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a yeah, good choice yeah. for the, yep. the single soundtrack yeah, thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that it was that in TV Crimes though, because they are both kind of trash. Like I mixed them up together. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but no. It's absolutely. funny that those two are the singles. They didn't go with anything else. I, yeah, I would have yeah. went. I would have went Time Machine, and then the next one would make a really cool single. I think. Oh, so that would we'll be that. maybe there's that, a segue for you. Yeah, so that is Sins of the Father then. So yeah, so yeah. you'd think think that would have been it's it's interesting. Well, I think but, it just has such a great pop sensibility to it yeah. in some ways. Mm. Um, yeah, very totally. nineties. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super vibey and very Aussie like. So yeah. Sabbath fans that would have been familiar with the Aussie stuff hearing this one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah, it's got a cool thing. And and Iomi rocks like you, you're talking about um you were saying like the Rage album came out and stuff. But Iomi, I think, actually rocks one of those whammy pedals on this. Like the Digitech, yeah, he's got yeah. those screamers on here. Yeah, absolutely. I love the, the lead work on it and the vibes of it. It's a really mm-hmm. cool song. I guess it's a bit big for a single. It's pretty long, I think. But, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the vibes of it, if you pair that with one of the hitters like uh, Time Machine or TV Crimes, would be yeah. a bit more than just two barn <laughs> and they're kind of the only barn burners on the album too yeah so it's like yeah. not really good cross-section yeah no I totally absolutely yeah absolutely agree with that and i think you, you you're right you, you, know, you mentioned this in your own podcast right um about the intro the very aussie-esque intro you know mm. ah, yeah, i am the crazy yeah. man yeah. you know that but yeah. you know that and almost yeah. it's almost like a psych- psychedelic kind of Beatles, it pines, you know? yeah uh, it's got that kind of like it the it changes a lot the song and by the end it's like got kind of was just a priest kind of yeah riffing over this, the solo kind of kind of leads into like this kind of that's the thing i mean that's the that's the main thing i've got down about it right i mean is the is the kind of yeah. um the i love how it goes from playful almost kind of almost hopeful sounding to, to just mm-hmm. do me really just really yeah, goes yeah. whoa just like it just actually well, with that if you put it on the, the timeline there you just listen to the clip of the beginning and then the end you're like that's not the that's the, exactly it, yeah it does it carries well and a lot yeah. of it is the lead work the way absolutely iomi does these big shifts while he's doing the lead mm-hmm. and like i said it, uh i love his lead work on this because it's not typical iomi yeah. kind of like yeah. bluesy jazzy kind of stuff it's like very he does little hits yeah mm-hmm. little, yeah like, absolutely things Absolutely, I to- totally agree with you there. Um, and uh, yeah, and again, again, just back to the dispelling of the, you know, we mentioned at the start, you know, that, you know, the tear vibe, you know, the when it was more polished and the, you know, uh, you know, it was that kind of, yeah, uh, reverb, 
going crazy on everything, you know, kind of it's just yeah. really, it's just really uh, the tones back to being kind of really bitey as well, you know. Yeah, there's a know. lot of like, there's a lot of flange mm-hmm. I find I yeah. hear, um, especially on the remasters. I notice it more, yeah. but uh, it's not like a hardcore, like phony flange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like uh, this little rattle, and it works with the themes of the outlaw. I think because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like this cyborg kind of assimilation of like a yeah. human being into like a computer kind of thing, and like it works. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hope they were, that's what they were thinking. It wasn't just the technology of the 90s sounding more solid state and stuff. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, It really works with the theme of the whole album. And even like the everything about the album, like the, the cover and everything, like yeah. it feeds in. Yeah, exactly. The of yeah. The, of the, the atmosphere fits mm-hmm. in with that. I have some people shit on the cover and say, oh, it looks stupid, but it's very like, it's like a thrash 90s cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. totally I, or something, yeah. you know, like a... Uh, yeah. Annihilate an album or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what's but, the what's the guy that did all the um you know like he did like the Vic Rattlehead the Ed Ripka? Ah yeah, right, yeah, Ripka. yeah, oh yeah. It's a yeah. little hackier version, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cheaper version of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to get their Vic Vic Rattlehead or their Eddie in there. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Oh, great, like, just obliterating that Sabbath fan. So I suppose the the, the track though, um Jets is getting anything to add into the mix with Sons of the Father. Um, it's it's one of the, the the big ones on the album for me. I mean, they're they're all great, but um, just that the vocal melody is is just brilliant. It's just and and yeah, the <laughs> he does he does sing with Aussie at the start. It's quite funny. And uh, Brian, uh, Brian, Brian, who's Brian? Who's Brian? Tony. See that that's what happens when you do a Queen podcast. <laughs> Guitars, Brian. <clears throat> I, I, when, he's, uh, when he's rocking the shredding tone like this, dude. yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot of people know that Brian actually did the, the solo, yeah. This. He did, all oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he wrote it for stuff, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, we're still the only two that have been on a Sabbath album, other than I am, so, yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, t- Tony's cool in the fade out, man. It's uh, it's, it's a cool, cool track, man. Just yeah. Ah, it's amazing. It start totally reminds me of the Beatles, but again, you could equate that to Ozzy because Ozzy yeah, was a massive Beatles fan. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of Ozzy's melodies were very Beatlesque in Sabbath in the early days, especially. So, aye, it's it's a heavy hitter, man. It's one of by far yeah. one of the the best tunes on it, and uh, it kind of brings the the bookend, like Rye was saying, it kind of it brings you back to the same sort of vibe as the the start. Do you know what I mean? Which keeps yeah. that, which gives the album a, a kind of feeling of consistency. You know, yeah. as can, you know, um, but but I amazing track. I don't really have anything to say about it. But vocals again, ridiculously good. Amazing. It's amazing how much composition within each track that they're able to reset and then come back to like, mm. you know, like there's always yeah. like yeah. And uh, Dio's range is insane. Within tracks, you know, absolutely. Like he does a really high singing song and then really doing something. He like. In the same song, yeah, he's doing yeah, multiple styles. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's only a handful of really great vocalists that can do that. You know, Dio, Fred, mm-hmm. Freddie, obviously, um, Gillen, Ian Gillen can do it as well. You know, there's, these guys are Je- uh, Jeff Tate because I was watching him. Oh, Jeff Tate, I, yeah. Je- I, I, he, I, could I go, he could go from that to that and like, and he's heady. Yeah, and he's heady. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not now. He looks like oh. a fucking, it, it looks like he could control your mind. He looks like an evil magician. <laughs> Um, it does actually. Yeah. It looks like she'd be working in Vegas, man. Um, and, uh, it, pro- it probably uh, is fucking cleaning the tables uh, and so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emptying the bins. I <laughs> uh, probably. We move on to 
too late. Um, I've got I've got a sneaky suspicion this is maybe the one that Rye was mentioning at the start. He's maybe got a, you got me. You got yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get in there It'd first. Like if I had to have one, I'm going to get in there first and just see my yeah, piece definitely. on it. So that it's just because it's your favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely up there. Uh, definitely up there for me. Um, <laughs> it's be a battle. So I, I think this is, uh, you know, I, I think you, you mentioned actually in the podcast and you were right, uh, what you said, right? This is, you know, this is like the, the, the almost classic Dio Sabbath track, you know, it is back to the, you know, the, the kind of almost the, the kind of, um, you know, m- melodically and, you know, the way, you know, it starts off with the ethereal yeah, guitar very, and all that. Yeah. Shimmery yeah. And the, the shimmery keyboard. keyboards and all that. So you've yeah. got your Die Young vibe, it feels good to me, yeah, exactly. you know, that kind of, you know, it's no stranger to love, you know, all that, that kind of thing. And I think you'd said that it's ground that's been tread before. Um, but I, I'm quite happy for that ground to be tread again. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I'm quite happy for You're that to happen cat. again. That's good. That's yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. If I was a Merton cat, I'd like it too. But, uh, <laughs> not that big of a Merton guy. So. Yeah. But um, it does. It sounds like it sounds like a Tony Martin. Yeah, song. like uh, but all the other ones. Yeah, it does. It does. Ones. But I mean, I think there's 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 good. You know, there's, there's great things going on. I, I love like Tony solo. He does almost that Dimebag esque harmonic. That yes. you know that doing in the solo that whale yeah. kind of thing. That's really really cool. Um, something a bit right. different. You you've been alluding to that as well, right? You know, the, the, the Tony's you know ideas have been a bit more. Um, you know, um, I guess just a bit different for for um, what he usually does. Um. The, what I like about this as well is um, I like the lyrics because the reason I like right, like the, the can't speak the reason I like the the lyrics is because it's for a change. Dio's not went literal with the whole Satan thing and the whole conjuring mm-hmm. of evil and all that. It, they're actually really cleverly written, I think, because when I read the lyrics, it's obviously someone who's either sold or sold to the devil. Conjured up some evil spirit and I've came to claim their soul and he's went, Oh shit, I didn't really mean it. It was just a mistake. I was just thinking about, you know, that's I said something. Else. The Bible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've taken the words out of my mouth there because I think <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah, you've you've you really hit on it, eh, right? Because that's what I've got down here. You've got something that's a bit more subtle, you know. It's right. like, you know, it's too late. You know, that's the song. It's called the song's called Too Late. If that had been written maybe for the Devil You Know album, it would be called something like, you know, I'm coming to take your soul. You know, or, you know, your soul, you know, dead souls or something. It'll yeah. be something like that. It'll be something yeah. very literal. But I think on this, he's he's actually, okay, he's exploring old ground, but he's doing it in a much cleverer way than he, he normally does. And it's less In literal. a much more Sabbath way. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what Sabbath's all about, is just that kind absolutely. of like alluding to it. Yeah. Not like going to. Not going all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's what I really like about it. that they are Satan-y and stuff like that. But the whole thing, like you look at After Forever, all that stuff, they yeah. just they pose questions, they move within it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I find that with this, even After All, kind of has that vibe too. It's yeah, like, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Weird perspective, which is yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, it's exploring similar, similar ground, but in a, yeah. you know, a, a, more, a more mature yeah. way, I guess, in some ways. Um, yeah. Um, but, um, but not you know, the whole like heaven and hell battle devil exactly totally thing. totally so that's that's what i really like yeah. about it yeah and i think i mean obviously the really wistful vocal from uh, ronnie and on it as well you know the the way you know the you know the you know even the some of the lyrics you know what is it called the called the magic one you know that's it's like you know it's almost like <laughs> Like, okay, that's enough about magic ones. Just get it back to you know the subtle stuff. You know, it's like, so he always goes, he always goes over the, into the rainbows and the drag, you know, and the Satan and stuff. But he just managed to pull it back. Yeah, but, they need to uh, put him on a little favor that they can just rock. Back <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Um, <laughs> but to, to me, it, it, I really, I really absorbed it. And again, it's kind of like, um, you know, the track we're talking about, side one, uh, fourth track. Uh, I've only had three beers, but I'm already forgetting. Fourth track, side, side one, help me out here. Uh, fuck's sake. Letters from Earth. Letters from oh, Earth, thank you. <laughs> kind of similar to the Letters from Earth. This one is actually, you know, went up a, up a peg for me again as well. I already liked it, but it's been up a peg again because I think I'm projecting a bit more onto it than maybe isn't. It's maybe not actually there, but um, I'm certainly putting stuff onto it because even when it finishes off with the, uh, you know, the same shimmering keyboards and Tony's wailing guitar in the background. To me, I'm just, that's just, to me, the the, 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 the person's soul just wailing. You know, I just hear that. I just hear this, that in the background, that's, that's the person, you know, being taken away or, you know, but I'm, I'm projecting this on there. That's probably not been the intention at all. So it just took out, it just went on well, a whole a new level. There's a lot of that within the album, just like the, 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 the I'll get into it. Actually, I was going to mention it in the next track in particular, because um, it goes on to I, right? Um, but like, yeah, there's a lot of the whole, the, the instruments are kind of tying into the themes. Like, yeah, similar, yeah, 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 yeah. will take a more human kind of like sure. softer kind of moaning kind of like thing. And then it'll be ju juxtaposed with Iomi just like with a really like, you know, yeah. crushing yeah. tone or something like that. And it well, like, feels like that, that yeah. conflict. Yeah. Attention. Yep. Yeah. A lot of tension. Um, so I yeah, really like certain ways, he delivers some great ones in here too. When he does that, "Welcome to forever, welcome, mm -hmm. it's too late." It's just yes. like so yeah. much. Like you're just like, oh my god. Yes, yeah, addiction, man. Yeah, yeah, addiction. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that you know, you've you know, so it's it's, it's probably a, a week. Is it a weaker moment for you, right? Because of the, yeah. the the same themes, you know, you feel it's just it's a repetition of what's came before a bit more. Just, yeah, just a little throwback, a little too Martin-esque. Um, and it could be that composition, like you were saying, how it does return to that, which is working for you because you're, you're you're reading the story. And invested in that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's back to some Jeff Nichols fucking. Yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you. Which is yeah. just what I'm not into. So in that way, like if I had to cut something, it would be that. But it's kind of where it's positioned again. Mm -hmm. um, it's in the right spot. Yeah. Some variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I don't hate it. No. Um, I think... I like this track, man, but I, I can't really add anything. David, you described a lot of it really well. Um, but I do agree with Rai as well. It's probably one of my lesser tracks on the album. But I still I still like it, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's about all I can really say about it. Yeah. I think that's the thing we could probably all agree. That there's not a bad song on this no, album. No, not at yeah. all. You know, yeah, uh, that's the thing, you know. But yeah, you know, like yeah. if you had to, yeah, to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you yeah. know how usually when you look at it, I mean, you have like your top and your drop kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you had to. It would be this one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I'm with David, man. That, this is a monster for me. This mm, is right. a, this is a fucking great track. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Uh. D David covered it all pretty well. Um. And yeah, the the interesting noises that Tony's making. You know, in the solos. You know. Um, and he's, I don't know, he's, do, he's doing something to a wheel or something like that, you know, he's... Beasting this blowhole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, violating a, a wheel in some manner. It's blowhole. Um, <laughs> um, he's getting, he's, he's just, he was, he was getting get pissed off. He needs to come in there and get a <laughs> wheel. Oh, he get pissed off when he saw the alimony bill that he hadn't paid, you know, as his dry covers oh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. podcast, so he's, yeah. he's taking out his solos. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's... That, and, and I understand what you're saying, uh, Joe and uh, Rai, uh, 
you know, it, it maybe is a wee bit formula, formulaic or whatever, but um, it's so well done that I'm a sucker for heavy metal cliches, man. I, I love epic tracks. I love yeah, but I think you know, I think they managed to, you know, and all that, you know. So. But I, th- I think they managed to stay the right side of it, though. They yeah, don't, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. not a feel feels good to me. It's not a fucking no, no stranger to love. You know, this is no. more sophisticated. Oh, definitely, know, massively. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it's heavier and it's doomier, and it, you know, so yeah. it's got a lot more going for it than those tracks. You know, although yeah, I, you and know, I've got a guilty pleasure of those tracks. You he brings that character to it. Yeah. Right. yeah he's well, able I, to hit yeah. those those certain parts, but he's going to bring in that, like I mentioned, just like that. Yeah. yeah. The so, dynamic, uh, the dynamics the dynamic, that, maybe, so. that maybe like Tony Martin hasn't got the same yeah. sort of aggression in the voice and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or he's not, it sounds to me like, this is just my own personal opinion of Martin, but it always sounds like he's trying to, to be emulate deal. while he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. And he's perfectionist to an extent. Yeah. Um, there's very few tracks where he feels very like laid back and, and letting his character in. I agree. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. He's, always, yeah. he's always spot on. He's a fucking stud. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think just, yeah, that doesn't get to me because I'm an Aussie cat for one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like Dio because he's got that too. He's got yeah. that character, that humanity. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I think that's humanized like Martin. Yeah. Yeah. It's dehumanized. <laughs> <laughs> like to make the point on like kind of like heavy metal singers and all that, you know, you talk about Tony Martin, he, he, he his voice sounds like it's at times it sounds more trained. Yeah. His deal sounds more vibey, you know. Yeah. Although he's although he's Dungeons and Dragons and ah, you can do all that stuff and but it's just you know it's it's, it's just more about a vibe with, with deal when I think it always was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes lost when you get a lot of the you know we talk about this a lot you know with the heavy metal singers that came you know maybe in the, the you know the last twenty odd years they're just doing all this. Ah, because you can hit the notes doesn't mean that you're a good singer and you've no. got, you know, there's, they're just missing the point a little bit. You missing know, the soul. I'm, they've got no soul yeah. in their voice. Setting the character and all that. So that's why these guys, unfortunately, I think they're, you know, a dying breed, yeah, you know, we're not going to get A that, lot of them are, are too far removed from even the, the motherfucking blues, you know? Like uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like, and it, and it, guys like Ozzy were right there. They were yeah. in that. And well, yeah, you, you, yeah. you couldn't really have put it any better, actually. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. it. They're yeah. coming They're coming from, those guys are coming from early really rock. connecting with the lyrics, what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And the, just yeah. 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 Plus, the guys are like early that. rock and roll. You can apply that to guitar players in the last 20 years That's as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, time it, to go back and listen to the old if stuff. They, and if they even from. started with Dimebag, Dimebag had the, you know, he had the blues. Oh, he had him. tons of blues. In him. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's so good, though. That was yeah. why he was so good. I mean, I mean it, it, he even did a ripping cover of Born, in, uh, Born Under a Bad Side. Uh, Doug, Doug mm-hmm. Pinnock was on that. He, he sang on it, on it yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. brilliant, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely a generational thing that, like you say, the, the new generations are getting further away for the, for the blues. Yeah. All right, so uh, we move on to I. So the second last track here. Um, Ryan, I'm just going to come straight to you on this one. Right, right, right. I love it. Um, yeah, this one is uh, the only one that really would give After All a run for its money for best, for my for my favorite. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Right from the beginning, that, that like Doppler effect coming in. Yeah. Jeff Nichols, I guess, does. Yeah. It's just like straight, like ASRM, you know, like instant, like yeah. owner, chill inspiring. Absolutely. Just like, so it's really awesome. Um, and then right into that, like really drugged out, almost 
this is the one where I get the Alice in Chains kind of vibe, just that. It almost sounds like a yeah. top box, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Dirty Blues, can I like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. And then yeah. just hammers you. Boom. Like, it's just a perfect one, too. When we were talking about like the instruments kind of personifying the, uh, or like, like, yeah, it's got that perfect like machine like assimilation. The yeah. beginning, I find that bluesy thing is very human, but almost like, it turns into like a machine breathing i don't know maybe i'm just like too yeah. i yep. get too into it at this point yeah um but yeah that one just really works and full power do full power Naomi. nobody nobody slacks on this one um and i love it when they play it live we were talking again about yeah. heaven and hell stuff yeah they gave this some time yeah um and wow like when that intro hits with the live setting you just like mm-hmm. you hear it at that radio city hall it's just yeah. like, oh, it's so yeah. cool because the fans aren't really like it's not like one of those you know when they kick into heaven and hell the yeah. fans ah, erupt this one they just kind of sink into it yeah like, absolutely oh, it's just a good song and I, I really loved how just just quickly you know how they when the heaven and hell um thing happened that they gave this album time yeah um because it'd be so easy for them just to do let's just do heaven and hell more bros because that's what yeah. everyone wants especially they with were. all the jadedness that came with the whole you know the aussie reunion that yeah 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 didn't want to play that whole I, it's, it's, I, it's, it's almost bringing up bad memories for, for certainly for yeah, do anyway you know it, so yeah but they yeah, but, put that aside because there's a lot of tracks on here that deserve yeah. that kind of attention and i love the outro too they do kind of that mm-hmm. um it, another kind of <laughs> Aussie moment. I know I keep composing. No, no, but those, no. yeah, those yeah, 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 that, yeah. that sounds like nineties. No, I totally get that. No, I get it. Yeah, um, and I dig it. Yeah. yeah, definitely one of my faves. Absolutely, Jets. Amazing that. That uh, yeah, this is superb. Um, uh, the sequence in this album's fine, but that mm. this could be the f- the first track, and I'd be quite happy. Yeah, uh, I think because it's got maybe that a little intro bit at the start, you know, uh, as well before it goes into the main track and all that. Um, yeah, I, I've just and written... the, the recall that they do to it is awesome too. When they yeah, 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 back yeah, again, yeah, yeah. before the solo, yeah, 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 really yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I've not got a lot of notes here. That I've just written fucking magic. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. You're, you're definitely a Freddy guy, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of magic. It's it's a fucking kind of magic. Um, kind yeah, it's, well, uh, that song is infinitely better than a kind of magic. So well, yeah. So. <laughs> doesn't Dio when he signs his name, he Absolutely. always writes magic, doesn't he? He just writes magic. Does he? Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, David. This was the first song on the tour, wasn't it? The Dehumanizer tour. It's the first song they did. I think I did see them opening with it as well. Uh, no, I think they opened with more Brills. I think they opened with more Brills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think they went at the computer god. They 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 showed a live version of this from Hammersmith um on that that VHS that we talked about. It was on the end mm-hmm. of that and it was I but I don't think they opened with it. Right, I would need I, to I'm not hundred percent, but I don't think they opened with it. No. Uh, uh, for some reason, I associate it might just be a YouTube clip I saw that I associate like an outdoor venue where they they opened with this or or it was early on. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never know because it's always out of sequence. When yeah, that, that's yeah, like, yeah. That's even on that's any, you have to get soundboards to actually know the order for some of this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I, not much to add. Great track uh, and an album of superb songs. Um, not much to say, Mister Joe. I, I, again, I don't have anything else to say other than the fact that I think the song's amazing. Uh, it's like, 
just a big colossal track. There's a lot of big songs in this. Uh, you know, what I mean, like really, really, like you know, Children of the Sea sort of. I don't mean it sounds like that, but that sort of vibe. Uh, you know level what I mean? of, level of uh, yeah, level of like I like the compositional elements and stuff like Ry was saying that the difference in moods you know is a lot it's not just one dimensional or anything like that's that. a journey fantastic track. not not the band journey ah. but it's a journey an epic you know? <laughs> yeah oh, if, it, if it was a, if it was a journey track it would be a fucking shit <laughs> um, no it's amazing amazing song man totally. it seems to be like it's because you know Ry we're um, really um tried to not swear as much as because I swear a lot and then the community and I think just talking about Sabbath it's just all come back out again right. now with the fucks oh, and it's the probably shit nice and I'm just a dirtbag yeah. yeah ah well it's, 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 it I'm, 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 it's quite it's quite cathartic we, sw- we swear like the fuck <laughs> so, anyway so good. regardless <laughs> that's true <laughs> but no I, you know you've, you've covered it all guys um, the only one thing I would say is uh, I just love the the bit when Dio sings I'll smash your face in but with a but smile that's my- uh, but the way Vinny, you know, syncopates up with him, you know, the, and he on the snare, mm-hmm. the do, 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 you know, along with what you know, singing that that line is is brilliant. Um, it's excellent. Yeah, those guys are locked in with each other by this yeah, point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just just mean, menacing, just just yeah. And I think okay, well, we're saying probably using a lot of the similar words, you know, to describe these tracks. And uh, and I think anyone that's not heard this album might think, well, it just sounds all the same. It really isn't. There's no. a lot of light and shade on this album, and it, um, it's just got that overarching, you know, we are, we are we are not taking any shit. This is you know mm. we're going for it, you know. Um, then we move on to buried alive, so um, which is the last track on the on the album. I mean, Joe, why don't you start us off with this one then? This is one of my favourite ones on the record, man. Yeah. This is a fucking evil song, yeah. man. Yeah, I a lot of riff, man. I the, the the only the only thing that that bugs me about this song is the fuck the drumming fuck up. <laughs> I know you were gonna say um, that. I don't get talking. Inverted commas, where I, I mean, I mean, I've listened, I've listened to this album fucking hundreds of times, but you know, obviously for the podcast, you really hone in on these things. And I was listening to it, and I was like, I've always thought that bit sounded fucked. It's fucked. It's like yeah, you actually hear him drop. Yeah, he actually drops the beat, and it's like it's like he struggles to really do this. I can't remember the exact part, but to me, it sounds like he really stumbles when he's playing it. It's it's the main riff. The do 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 do. You notice it? I can't remember exactly, but I know what he's trying to do. But I can see what he's trying to do. He's just not for me. He's not executed it well. But but it doesn't ruin the song because I think the song's amazing and for the most part I think he's drumming on this album's the best drumming like I said I think it's the best drumming he's did in any of the Sabbath records for me um, but yeah it's a, it's a colossal closer and it's just fucking evil man mm-hmm. and again again vocals are just ridiculous and a band proving that an older band I mean that's what at this point like Sabbath have been together for 22 years do you know what I mean and that they're giving like the young guns a run for their money, definitely yeah, on a lot absolutely. of these tracks, but this track in particular, you know what I mean? It's a shame because I remember when this record came out, and um, obviously, you know, me, David, and Paul were, were right into it and stuff like that. But I just remember thinking it, it was kind of overlooked a lot, do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. And I was like, it was criminal because uh, it was amazing, you know. But obviously, yeah. the time it came out, there was so much fresh stuff coming out, you know, you had Pantera, yeah, you know, Helmet, Helmet Ministry. All these new bands, you know what I mean? They're not on all the other stuff that came up. Soundgarden, Soundgarden, yeah, yeah, even know. all Nirvana, the stuff, Nirvana, underground yeah. stuff like the black metal and stuff that, at that yeah. time, like there was such a sonic variety as far as like what you were listening yeah. to and how it was recorded. Yeah. There was more exceptional, yeah. like yeah. you know, yeah, just absolutely. demo quality stuff, but like people recognizing like the 
the uniqueness of all yes. this. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for I, I mean, for me, it, 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 it's quite a timeless album because, it, like you said, David, it's kind of like Rain and Blood in the way we always talk about Rain and Blood by Slayer. Yeah. And it's like there's there, that album. You can put that on, and it could have been recorded yesterday yeah. because there's no trappings of. There's no shite reverb on the snare. It's just basically Rick Rubin set the mics up and recorded it raw. And there's something to be said for that. And this record's very much similar to that for me. It's a it's just it's just a band playing so it'll never date. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah, very delight. This is one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah, I very much enjoy it. Um, but you guys are hitting all the the points there. Um, it's like the zero, the hero of the nineties, right? Like it's definitely got that paradise city. Um that yeah, iconic. I, I, I always picture it like that's like Iomi just reclaiming it again, you know, because it would have been like zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I can still do it. I can do it like this. Um, I, yeah. And I did notice that about the Apathy's track too. I kind of liked it because I thought it was kind of like almost yeah. like at this point in the album too. It's again, if you're yeah. using the personification yeah. of the album to kind of the themes, yeah. um, it's kind of like a breakdown, breaking down, but it's such a groove, but it's still in the pocket. I'm like, I just love yeah. that about Apathy myself. Um, but now I'm gonna look, listen to him and think it's a fucking flub. Thanks. It sounds like it, it, it might be because he's such a good pocket drummer that he is when he tries to do something like that, you notice it because he's probably actively trying to do that off. Maybe I, it's like you know you yeah, listen to yeah. like some Lars Ulrich tracks and he plays this like a weird. Nah, weird he's thing. terrible, man. <laughs> nah, he's he's hey, just a. Okay, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a Lars defender because I let I find his pocket. Well, at least I like the load era. Like I'm, I'm a '90s kid, so I like the stuff. Mm. But he got more. He was more of a groove oriented guy. Uh, buddy, the life ball. Anything else to add then? Uh, it's just great track. Yeah. Um, for me, the best riff of all the songs on the album. Uh, and I like the little hammer on thingy. That's mm. superb. Ah, yeah, it's like, it's like a callback to the, yeah. A callback to maybe even the his yeah his style in the first album mm. and all that. That yeah. just weird little bits, you know, little noises and um and the solo itself is is superb. Um, that for me the best solo on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great track. Brilliant, good, great way to end the album. Um, and what, what a fucking album! Can I just yeah. say something before somebody else jumps in? Just when you were just... no, uh, so that's been uh, uh, so I got you find your turn. No, just, <laughs> no, just agree with what Paul was saying there. Just it brought something into my head about it, like you know, going back to the original Sabbath sound. This is exactly what I wanted 13 to sound like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, yes. if this had yeah. been the last, like, obviously, we know Ozzy singing on it because Ozzy couldn't fucking sing these songs, right? But, but what I mean is, in the style of you know, you can tell that he's like when he's did this album, he's he's took what you know, uh, the influence of what was current to a degree, and then obviously he's delved back into his past and he's done that, and that is it's almost perfectly done in this record. Whereas they try to do it in thirteen, and it's fucking terrible, man. It's, it's yeah. Terrible, it's, it's, the thing, I think, my my thing. I mean, I know. I mean, Rise. You know, Rise. Um, you know, obviously done a pod on uh, thirteen, and and you know, um, I think it's for me thirteen is, it's, it could have been a good album, and it, and it's probably got a lot of ingredients to be a good album, but there's lots of things that hold it back. Right, for example, the sequencing is wrong. If that variety was in there and it wasn't trying to yeah. be a hardcore nostalgia driven thing like Ruben exactly. Wilder, um, uh, there's a bunch like Methodemic's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, Methodemic's one of the uh, best. And that's one of the extra yeah, ones as well. That's one, one of the bonus album. track yeah. ones, yeah. Of the ones that actually made it on there, Age of Reason has a really cool vibe to it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it gets buried because there's like the zeitgeist. There's like the straight up Planet Caravan ripoff. And yeah, Planet like, Caravan uh, parts. Yeah, yeah, guys yeah, yeah. dead and stuff. It just lumbers like an old throwback. It's not. Yeah. 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 But that was the caveat, right? That's what Ruben wanted. Yeah. Though, so. And I think that you're right about, um, you, you. I think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Rai, but you said that it's such a fatiguing lesson. It is. Yeah. and it is you're absolutely right yeah, it's really because you know the, the way it's been mixed is so it just you, you know you do feel yeah. like you know i think ozzy sounds yeah, great it's on just, it, actually because he does he yeah, lets yeah. a lot of his naturalness come in which is something ruben does do yeah which is good so i think it's one of his better vocal days yeah. of the 2000s forward yeah natural wise but a guilty pleasure kind of he definitely captured some of the stuff yeah. with the naturalness oh, absolutely but, um it was it was interesting because i it, I think it was Paul and I that Joe couldn't make it this one then, but we went to to see Tony speak. Mm-hmm. Um and he was talking about um, you know, he went to he went into the studio and uh, Ruben had said to him, I've got all your, your stuff set up. This is, you know, this is uh, you know, I've talked to a guy about your sound and this is this is what and he's like, well, I know my sound, it's my sound. Really? It's like I, 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 I know what I need that. to use and I So that is, uh, I suppose, that is the humanizer. And uh, just to finish up, um, Ryan, I'm going to come back to yeah. you because it all kind of went tits up after this, doesn't didn't it? It kind of went, it went really well. Yeah, it's pretty well known, but um, Ozzy did his phony farewell tour, um, or like not tour, but date, um, and he wanted to bring Sabbath on at the end. And um, they were obviously an active band still with this juggernaut yeah. out there. And uh so, people felt that they discredited what they were doing, which I completely understand. Um, Absolutely. They ended up getting uh, yep. Halford in there to fill in, and it was a sign of disrespect yeah. at that point, so it broke apart. And uh, obviously, again, they made up again. It's the same thing. The end of the, they kept coming back to it, and ultimately it did close yeah. on a positive note with the Heaven and Hell stuff. So we should all be very thankful for, for that crescendo mm-hmm. and that celebration yeah, and like you were saying earlier the fact yeah. that they played the yeah. tracks from this and they honored this album yeah this oh, is totally. not to be overlooked this is an incredible album my favorite of the 90s from them and I yeah it so knocks it. out a lot of the 80s stuff i like born again as well Those born again yeah, one oh, of my favorites born yeah born again yeah, born again, yeah we, are, we are we are massive born again fans here as well so yeah but of the dio stuff this is my um, favorite that- now it used to be my rules but Yes. Oh, so that's how I progress as far as if you listen to my podcast, I think I talked about Bob Rules a bit more. Yeah. This one has has rolled past it up into yeah, the top I, five. I, yeah, because I thought yeah, it's just yeah, I think mm-hmm. well I think all we're we'll, we'll all in agreement there that it's that is the best deal Sabbath yeah. album. And I think um I think for me even like you know, having in hell and and mob rules, there are more moments on that and, and you don't the consistencies you get complete consistency on the humanizer you know even the tracks that take a dip don't yeah. dip that yeah. much it's very you know? focused and, uh, yeah you know yeah i think of things like country girl and things like that you yeah, know great songs like, you know, and, yeah you're right a little bit more wishy-washy yeah, just, as far as like yeah. the direction of it exactly and this one is like yeah solid. focused yeah solid absolutely so yeah so what i suppose what i would say um is if anyone you know is not uh you know it is and you know Sabbath fan to a degree, it's more Aussie stuff, and I'm not really delved into deal. I probably wouldn't necessarily say this is the album you go straight for because it's it's quite venomous, it's quite it's quite mm-hmm. mere, it's quite it's quite abrasive. So maybe I would suggest you know checking out Heaven and Hell before you yeah, before you can yeah. hear this one. But 
But um, but when you do get to this point, if if you do if you do get sucked in by by you know deal Ada Sabbath, which you should mm. absolutely should do, um, I think this one will become you know one that will just absolutely you know when the time is right will be you know you'll feel feel about it the same way as we feel about it. I think it's you know. like probably a grower um, for some so, people, but yeah, so uh, fantastic. But um, so we're going to wrap things up here. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but nice. yeah, it's been great. Good man. to have you guys back yeah, in the sense. Really cool. We had a little bit of a break. There. Yeah, good again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I know we talked about you know when death calls being the Brian May connection all that. Maybe we'll get a, get a point where we can we can have yeah, a chat about that track or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad this could work out um, with the time zones and stuff. It's awesome. Thanks again, so, mate, for doing it. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, it's been great speaking to you, man. Be good chatting to you. Yeah. Take care, man. Look after yourself, right? Cheers, man. Bye. So that was the Dehumanizer podcast. That is the like, like our first attempt at doing this not in the lap of the pods. And, you know, we, we enjoyed ourselves. And um, hopefully you got something out of it. It's maybe you're maybe sitting listening to it and really not understanding a lot of what we're talking about <laughs> if you've not heard the album. But um, I think most of you prepare um, for, you know, for the podcast and listen to the, the, the albums first. So I'm assuming you've done that um, and, and checked out the podcast. But... So we'll leave it there and uh, take care of yourselves and uh, goodbye.